Hello and welcome to There Will Be Spoilers Intermission. I'm Matt Bazell. And I'm Ethan Knight. And last week, Ethan, we watched Toy Story. Yes, we did. So I actually had the first week of classes for the semester this week. And I made my students watch a TED Talk by Andrew Stanton, who is one of the, I guess he's a co-creator, or very least a writer, on things like Toy Story, Finding Nemo, WALL-E, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And they showed a couple of the storyboard slides of a scene of Toy Story in which it was that, that first draft that wasn't doing so well. Right. Remember we talked about that it was, they had a lot of problems with it. Yeah. And Woody is an even greater asshole in those (laughs) because they wanted to have him grow from a selfish toy to a selfless toy right well actually i think they had said they wanted him to be a selfless toy and so to show change they had to make him selfish Mm -hmm. and that turned out poorly which we kind of talked about a little bit in the film that was you know done it was still somewhat unsavory Woody's character in some ways yeah but in this one it's way worse he's like a this like overlord thug and oh. the slinky dog slink is the uh like lackey oh. so he's sort of like lotso hugging bear what are you talking about he's the evil overlord lotso hugging bear from the from the last toy story the third one. Oh yeah it's been a while since i've seen the third one i love I'm, lotso hugging bear i have I've a actually lotso seen bear. you have okay well that's something to confess on national <laughs> well international uh airwaves I'm proud of my love for Lotso. Well, the, I won't shame you, you know? No uh, no shade on your parade over here. You're just jealous of all of the hugging that's going on at my house. That sounds inappropriate. I'm going to stop talking it, now. It does sound inappropriate. <laughs> so next week, next we week. are going to be talking about Yankee Doodle Dandy. Yes. And at the end of last episode, you noticed my trepidation about watching that film yes i do. And I won't give away how we ended up feeling about that Ooh. but i can say that we were somewhat surprised it's a but it's a mystery Ooh. you yeah there's a mystery afoot only oh. way you can solve it is to wait one week yes ah, and listen but beyond that not a whole lot's going on no nobody wants to email us oh we do have to uh we should give a shout out to hold on let me see his name here or her name this is a, a Twitter user called Christmas Cake at I was never asked enjoyed our Ben Hur episodes. So this is a shout out. Thanks, uh, Mr. or Mrs. Cake, for listening. Yeah, and please do continue to listen and tell your friends yes. or tell strangers. I haven't gotten around to telling strangers yet beyond um, putting it out into the world, but right. some strangers would be nice. Yeah, definitely. What else? Is there anything else we should hit? Well, since we're talking about Toy Story, I thought I might brush up on some of the contemporary films. So we talked about how Toy Story really kind of kicked off that new style of animation. Right. And how that really builds a different narrative than had been at the time. So all the Disney movies before then were all musical. And something that Stanton talks about. Well, not all of them. but Well, it seemed like a good majority. Yeah, a lot of them. The lion's share, if you would. But Stanton talked about how they wanted to change that. They wanted to, as he says, build a better story. Right. And they were running up against all sorts of roadblocks. But as we saw, they were eventually successful. Uh, The norm now is 
is not a musically based animated film. And the most recent one I've seen of that sort of variety is Zootopia. Oh yeah, that one that came out. That that the fir- that's the very factually like accurate. What? I said that, oh yeah, the one that came out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, well, the recently came out. Yeah. I did not see it. Okay, so I've seen it, and I think it's very good. It follows that thing that most people applauded Shrek for, which had those two-tier sort of audience right. filters. I don't know really how to say that, but it had things for kids and then things for adults that were separate from one another. Sort of sub- subversive, I guess. Yeah, so Zootopia has a lot of themes about racial and gender discrimination. Oh. It's actually kind of the crux of the story gotcha is racial discrimination and then um it's a female lead right that is trying to make it in this man's world of police force for them and there's this like mammals versus are that no they're all mostly they're all mammals the um this predator versus prey right thing and that's a racial line and oh. now there's this predator fear even though they're all supposed to be calm and domesticated but right. it's real interesting and so i wanted to give a recommendation to go see zootopia and it will be I out think, uh on netflix next month i just will it? i just read yeah wow i didn't know you could keep up with things like that yeah so uh check it out if you have netflix because i guess i i mean i should i should watch it it sounds yeah it's, it's really good i enjoyed it a great deal and what was really cool about that movie is after it was done i kept thinking about it and wanted to be a part of that world longer so i would really love a zootopia too and i could see them doing a lot of really interesting things with it the story has some pacing issues i think Mm -hmm. i think it's too quick in some places and i wish it would linger on some of their incredible world building places right um but that's a good problem to have i think Hmm. sort yeah. of like mad max fury road right where i just wanted to know a little bit more about the areas that they were in right instead of just driving through them at 100 miles an hour yes and then driving back through them 100 miles, 100 miles an hour, hour. <laughs> the movie's got problems but a lot of people like it and i think that's one of the reasons it builds this this world that we want to know more about and speaking of worlds we want to know more about have you seen stranger things oh yeah oh yeah. definitely so I think we can jump on that bandwagon and just oh, say yeah. that show's real good. Yeah, watch it on Netflix if you've not seen it. People describe it as a bunch of Stephen King stories smashed together. Yeah, it's it's like it's like the best Stephen King adaptation that has no Stephen King in it. <laughs> right. And I'm actually looking at a Stephen King cover right now because I'm reading Stephen King's It. Uh. Actually, because of Stranger Things. It's one of the... Um, Major Stephen King works I haven't read, like the ones that are I haven't read that one either. Well. It's mm-hmm. very long. It's about yeah. 1,200 pages long. But it's very good. I'm about 800 in, and I really like it. Yeah. But even the typeface for the chapter. Oh, yeah. Is like Stranger Things typeface? Yeah. Well, I mean, reversed, right? It's Stephen King typeface for Stranger Things chapters. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so I was, I've been reading a lot of stuff about Stranger Things and... I thought they were doing a true detective thing where they were going to go into a different story, but apparently it continues where they left off. So that's exciting. Yeah. Provided there's enough stuff going on there. I had some theories about 
the show. I guess we shouldn't spoil it. Right, yeah, this not... we shouldn't spoil. Well, hold on. What's our podcast called again? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's like when we're spoiling movies that are several years old, it's less of a spoiler. Well, no, it's, I, mean, I don't know. I just feel, I feel worse. I, don't, I want people to go see this show and enjoy it. I don't want to give it away. I suppose it is still too new. Right, it's like still happening. Not everybody's seen it yet. Well, it's a show that's only seven hours long. Like, there's eight episodes, about 45 minutes each. Yeah. It's real good. Which is the sort of the opposite of Stephen King, because this is the deal with Stephen King's stuff, especially his longer works. I've read quite a few of his really longer ones that came out in the last couple of years, and they're usually about, like, 300 pages too long. Like, I get, I remember, I think the, maybe it was Under the Dome... One of those. I really like Under the Dome, and I actually think that one is paced super well. So of his, of his most recent works, I think that one has the fewest wasted pages. Right, but there definitely are, like, in some of those, you know, thousand-page novels, there are spots where I'm like, I, what is even happening? Why am I reading this? Like, so where's a perfect the example of that is The Stand. The first yeah. third of the book is incredibly fast and riveting, and then you get to this slow, confused, and even... In Stephen King's On Writing, which is his autobiographical slash instructional right. book, he talks about how he put the stand down for a long time because he was stuck. And it really shows. Yeah. And the reason that is is that Stephen King does this, I will just write with no planning mm-hmm. and then look at that mess I've made after the fact and then put it together right. into some kind of story. So something there's a theme that runs through most of his books is that a lot of the characters are compelled to do things right? as opposed to have motivation to do things. And yeah. they'll, he'll even mention it. He's like, why should we be doing this? But we're doing this. It just seems right. And <laughs> it is all about them doing things that seem right, that are according to some plan. So I guess it's postmodern in some ways, if you think about right. it. But I don't know. I, I really enjoy most of Stephen King's writing, but I, I will also say I've got some, some serious issues with it. Yeah, and so the, the whole point of what I was trying to say, right, is that Stranger Things is only eight episodes. It's really short, and I think that's part of the reason why it's good. There's there's just enough. Well, my wife and I were watching it, and we watched it in three days, the whole whole um, season. Right. Because we were under the impression it was 13 episodes long. The way oh. Netflix is typically set up is you don't yeah, it's 13. see... Yeah, it's 13 for most shows anyway, but you don't see the number of, of episodes apparently you know it's not readily available right so i just clicked on it and started watching and we saw one episode the first night and then i think three the second night and then the the last four the third night so right we ramped up and watched it all and we're like wow i want to see more of that yeah it's really good people need to watch it that began my quest for uh stranger things like fiction and since right. I had read most of Stephen King's popular works, it was kind of the last one. And I already had it on, on my shelf, so I said, I'll take a month to read you. Yeah, definitely. But we're a film podcast, and we typically talk about film. Rather than television, yes. Yeah, so are there any films you've seen recently? I have not been to the theater all summer. I'm embarrassed to admit that. I haven't seen anything all summer. The only thing I saw in the theaters this summer was Suicide Squad. Oh, and I heard that was god-awful. <laughs> it was abysmal. 
I did purchase a copy of the third Batman movie, Batman Dark Knight Rises, and it came with like a, it had like a sticker on the front that was like, buy this movie, get $5 off a ticket to see Suicide Squad. And I threw that in the garbage. <laughs> that was the right decision. That movie, talking about pacing problems, they couldn't even have pacing problems because there was no plot. So there was no point for them to be <laughs> at a certain time. So they just kind of float around. They spend about half the movie introducing the characters and then liberating them from their many prisons. Right. And then after that's done, they said, well, I guess they should do something, right? And it should be epic. And then they sort of flounder about that for a while with a variety of potholes and mishaps right. and random, let me tell you my backstory because I'm about to die type things. Oh. And then it just kind of collapses at the end in the same way it began. So don't see that movie. <laughs> don't see Suicide Squad. <laughs> well, I think most superhero movies have a lot of problems. Yeah, they really do. And some are at least entertaining to watch for right. action reasons. Like, I'm not some movie snob, right? And I don't see films say, oh, well, this was just this is just no good because of these story reasons. Right. If, it's, if there's action and I'm still going to be content. Suicide Squad, I wanted to literally leave the theater. Like, oh, yeah. We were sitting there, and there's a couple times that we really just said, is it worth we might just get up and leave. So this reminds me of what the Flophouse does, another movie podcast that I highly recommend everyone listen to. It's on yes. MaximumFun.org. It's a great podcast, and they talk about bad movies, so we're sort of exclusive from one another. So you can totally like both of us. It won't offend me whatsoever. Right. Yes. <laughs> and they talk about good, bad movies. So bad movies that you can watch, and they're so bad. They're like cringeworthy, but they're right. that, that good cringeworthy. Like The Room. Yes. <laughs> Which I also just got my copy on DVD the other day it came. You're building your DVD library, it seems. I, yeah, just they were cheap. A DVDs. little behind the line, I think. You yeah. may need to get Blu-rays. You have like the new HD DVDs, the new set, and then they'll, they'll just be on Blu-ray. I'm not on board with the Blu-rays as of is yet. There, is there a reason? Well, first of all, I didn't ever buy a Blu-ray player because I it's just like a nicer DVD. But now I have one because I bought a PlayStation three this summer again you're so current right i know <laughs> um, but i don't i i don't understand really the point of blu-ray like yeah i guess it looks better but i've seen some of these blu-rays at like people's houses they were watching something on blu-ray and it didn't look right because it's too crisp it it ends up looking kind of like a, like a soap opera like you know how soap operas don't look they overly look, lit yeah they're like overly lit and they're just the film is weird and every I, I don't know it just doesn't look right and i and i just don't really so ethan i have a question for you okay ask when it. did you turn 63 <sighs> yesterday oh, i see <laughs> well, how about this why don't we move on from talking about films yes and talk about letters that people have sent us emails oh, yes just, hold on let me just open up the thing here okay yep here's my inbox yeah, there's no emails here. Oh, <laughs> what a surprise. So people, um, email me. I'm lonely over here. Email us. Tweet love, at us. Tweet, we'd tweet, love to tweet. answer questions. Yes. And since I 
I know people are listening to the podcast. People are listening. They are listening. So ask us questions. What do you want to know? I can't guarantee I can answer it perfectly. Or comment. Yeah, or make a comment. Yeah. Just pay, like pay attention to us, please. <laughs> We're begging for your attention. We're begging. What do you think, Ethan? Should we call it a day? Yeah, I think this is going to be a short episode for all of our listeners. These are just our, our idle thoughts that we wanted to share with you in between our episodes. So you don't forget about us. Yeah, don't forget about us. And so we're validated when we see that you Listen. care about listening to our idle thoughts. Yeah. This took a very sad tone. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Listen on a positive note, okay? We are going to have another episode Monday, full length. Yankee Doodle life. Dandy, number 98 on 98. AFI's Top 100. It is a very in-depth conversation that Ethan and I have about it, and we hope to see you there. Yes, pay attention to us. And never forget, there will be spoilers. There will be spoilers! There Will Be Spoilers was hosted by Matt Bazell and me, Ethan Knight. We were produced by Matt Bazell. Our music is by the enigmatic Breakmaster Cylinder. You can find his music all over the internet. Google him. Our artwork was by Becca Knight. You can follow her on Twitter at Becca the Knight with a K, or you can find her website at nightdraws.com. You can follow us on Twitter at SpoilersCast. You can follow us on Facebook at There Will Be Spoilers. And you can shoot us an email if you want at spoilerscast at gmail.com. We plan on answering emails on our off-week podcast, so be sure to send in your questions or comments. And finally, please remember to subscribe to us on iTunes and or SoundCloud and review us, please. Thanks for listening.